With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us, and God is in all truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet, from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Good morning and welcome to Zero Today. I am your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, liberation, and empowerment. Always here to promote a knowledge that is engaging and transforming and to empower you, our listeners. Every time we get on this show is our outlet to empower you, our listeners, to knowing, being, and impacting the world around you. And as always, you're welcome to join us on this illuminating journey. There's several ways you can do it. The primary way, if you want to get your thoughts, dialogue, commentary, two cents, four cents, six cents, a dollar in on live the radio, live radio, you can do it by calling the number 347 Two three seven five two three zero. That's the guest call in nine. Um, you can also join us in the chat room. Um, I've, you got to excuse me. I'm going. I'm um, operating from a different station in my office. A different office altogether. Different desk. So uh, I'm trying. I'm in an awkward position <laughs> trying to do this show. But uh, um, you can join us in the chat room. The chat room is is open, so you can go in there and get your thoughts in. Simply go to Blog Talk Radio and go to the chat room. Um, also, you can um, follow us on our Facebook page, Zero Network at Facebook on Facebook rather, and uh, subscribe, like the page, uh, follow the commentary. You know your thoughts there under the um, the show uh, link. You can listen in from that link also, and um, you can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, two two uh, pages: my personal page at Prophesy. That's uh, my my personal Twitter handle. Also, the handle for the show is at Zira Radio. So you can uh, do that. We'll be tweeting. Hopefully, we're trying to uh, we'll be tweeting and going from there. But we're live. And we appreciate you for joining that. Joining us also, you hit me up on my email, PastorLorenzoNeal at gmail.com. PastorLorenzoNeal at gmail.com. That's the uh, email if you want to offer some suggestions or uh, any more commentary. We're excited about this show. Today we're going to be talking about outing the pastor. Outing the pastor and uh, the word network that's created a stir by having the Honorable Lewis Farrakhan, Minister Louis Farrakhan, Nation of Islam, on with uh, Jamal Bryant. So uh, it's a lot that's that's the we're going to discuss in this this time frame. A whole lot of news that we well 
I'm gonna try. I, I doubt if I'll be able to get to it, but uh we uh we'll have some news stories for you. Also, we are soliciting your your prayers and your thoughts for uh a lot of uh for myself and my family and uh um it's a lot going on, but we've been able to uh go through the storm and come through. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your day, for this day, your this day of grace and mercy you allowed us to see. Now, oh God, help us to walk worthy of the vocation that you have called us to. Allow the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. We ask this, O Son, in your name. Amen. As I said before, there's a lot that we're going to try to get into, but the uh, primary topics are uh, outing the pastor. Should the pastor be outed if they're homosexual or have those tendencies, um, and we'll tell you to tell you about that story. Um, also, um, uh, the fallout from the Word Network and um, uh, Louis Farrakhan's appearance on a particular show. But let's get to some headline news now. This <laughs> this story I'm about to share with you, I don't really know how to respond to it. It's a homegrown terrorist. Uh, well, not terrorists, but uh, here in Mississippi, a young couple decided that they wanted to join ISIS. They are a married couple, and they decided that they would um, that they would go and support ISIS. Uh, the young lady is um, uh, from Vicksburg, Mississippi, and the young man is from Starksville, Mississippi. Both were university students, students at the Mississippi Mississippi State University, and um, they had decided they were arrested while trying to blow a plane that was going to eventually lead them to Istanbul, Turkey. Um, now, what makes this story interesting is not only that. Um, these two persons are from Mississippi. <laughs> but what makes this interesting is that the young lady uh, was the mastermind of the, the idea. She's black. She's African-American. Her father is a um, police officer in Vicksburg. He is a United States veteran uh, who has done at least 14 tours of duty overseas. He's a very, very well-respected uh, man in that community in Vicksburg, um, and she was an honor student. She was a homecoming maid. Uh, she was on her way to becoming a medical doctor. That was her goal, but she decided that uh, her her talents and her knowledge would be best utilized fighting with ISIS as a medic. Now that you know, <laughs> even this this has both liberals and conservatives scratching their heads because they just cannot figure out what in the world would make this young lady consider such a thing. And I can't blame her. I, you know, you you wonder. First of all, she's African American. <laughs> that that throws off because most of the persons who have subscribed to ISIS ideals and leanings here in the states have been Muslim. And yes, those have been blacks, but they come from places like Sudan, Somalia, um, other places in Africa where there are heavy Islamic leanings. This person comes from a nice Christian home, a nice Christian home, nice middle-class Christian southern home. And she decided that uh, in April that uh, somehow she wanted to become an Islam. Uh, she wanted to convert to Islam and unofficially did it. She met the young man and who also is Islam, and uh, they just married uh, just a couple of months ago, and this was going to be their honeymoon. <laughs> it, it, it's really strange. It, it is a very, very strange story. It has everyone here in the state of Mississippi just scratching their heads as to what in the world is wrong with this beautiful young lady. How could she do such a thing in our blessed state of Mississippi? So they have been arrested. They are uh they are without bond and they well, they will be uh they're arrested and they'll have no bond. And it's just going to be interesting how 
that pans out over the, this next period of time. Um, it's just amazing, you know. It's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Just amazing. There's another story that I thought was very, very interesting. And I'm going to share this with you because I... <laughs> Uh, it's it's just interesting. This this story of a a woman. Um, I Vespi is the last name, I believe. Um, but she is a minister, an ordained minister, with the United Church of Canada. The problem is that she is a an avowed atheist. You heard me right. She's an ordained minister with the United Church of Canada, and she is also a a a, a um an avowed atheist. And she is fighting her church reformation to keep her credentials. She no longer believes in God, and the story goes. You can find this on ChristianPost.com. Um, that she is, she's she has she came out as an atheist in 2001, and that uh, some sermon that she preached questioning um, certain tenets of the faith, in particular particularities re- regarding um, God. She says that her instead of her congregation getting angry and asking her to be removed, they became more understanding. And her, uh, but her 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 church reformation, United Church of Canada, who she claims to be the most most affirming and most open minded um, denomination, they're affiliated with the United Church of Christ. And uh, if you're not familiar with the United Church of Christ, the United Church of Christ is about as universalist as they come. Aside from the Universalist Unitarian Church, they are very close because they are embraced. You could be. It doesn't matter what you believe. You can still be uh, clergy in the United Church of Christ, right? So she is she is fighting to retain her clergy retention, uh, credentials in spite of acknowledging the fact that um, the fact that she no longer really believes them. And um, and, and you know the question is. You know, no matter how affirming a, a denomination may be, if and, and she, in her own words, she says her own words. She says that um, they, that that's because they are so open-minded as a denomination, they should make more room for atheists in their denomination, in their Christian denomination. They should make room for atheists, <laughs> and I'm I'm trying to. You know, logically understand her thought processes in this. If you're an atheist, why would you want to be a part of a church? It just doesn't make any sense to me, and it 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 baffles me that she would even be fighting her denomination to retain credentials for something she no longer ascribes to. And yes. I may she I'm sure she probably preaches the message of just being a good human being and uh respecting everyone's right to believe in whatever they believe and that's all good and noble and and don't have to be religious to do that. You don't have to be religious to uh do random acts of kindness. You don't have to be religious to go back and if you've harmed someone, you know, ascribe to the 12th AA system. You you don't have to be religious for that. <laughs> you, you don't. Uh, you know, some would never ascribe to a higher power. But but why would you want to be a part of a church and you don't believe in the church, the one who gave the church, the one who established the church, the whole idea of the church representing the body of Christ? There's no way you cannot believe in Christ or the Father and want to retain credentials for ordination. It makes no sense. Start your own thing, you know. But anyway, need to hear that. That's another story I want to touch on. Um, touch on. This has no direct correlation to me. I don't understand it. But um, 
there was a controversy with Hillsong Church in uh, Australia and a church plant that they have in New York City. And the controversy is that in the New York City location, that there are two, there was a gay, openly gay couple that was leading the praise and worship. And now Hillsong, if you're not familiar with Hillsong, Hillsong produces a plethora of worship, praise and worship music for most of of uh, Western evangelicals. You know, they use it in their praise choruses most times. You find it in the uh, on the, the contemporary worship services of uh, of evangelical churches, Christian evangelical churches. You know, the little praise choruses with their lifting hands and everybody, you know, they put the screen, the words on the screen and whether you know them or not, eventually you sing them enough, you know them, right? Hillsong revolutionized this and they're based out of Australia, but they've been planted here in the States. And the controversy was that these this this gay couple was leading the praise and worship at the New York um, New York location. But the pastors of the church and the leadership of the church said they were unaware that these guys were leading the praise and worship team there. Now but in an interview the pastor said that um um he was aware that there was a couple or something someone brought to his awareness that was a couple that was in the choir at his at the New York location but they were not leading and so it's going back and forth because um you know Hillsong is supposed to be I don't know what Hillsong is other than the music you know I don't know exactly what they ascribe to. I know they're more charismatic. But um, there's an article that I read by Michael Brown, and um, Michael Brown is Michael Brown is a good, interest, you know, somewhat of a valid charismatic writer. You know, um, the article I think you can find that uh, charisma news, um, as well as probably Christian Post and several other Christian. Uh, uh, Outlet media outlets. You can probably find this article. Just Google, just Google Michael Brown, not the Michael Brown Jr. of Ferguson, uh, but Michael Brown, who is a pastor and whatever. But anyway, so it, it's just interesting to see. Interesting to see how this is playing out. How this pastor is backtracking, and some people are calling him a liar, and the leadership of the church of a liar. Some of them are accusing the church of always being affirming and just not. You know, just they've always been affirming, and affirming is the cold word for allowing gays. And uh, now they're just trying to, um, you know, make themselves seem like they are not affirming. But um, either way, I, I I'm gonna talk about this. Matter of fact, this kind of segues into the topic that we're gonna talk about. The first, the first topic we're gonna talk about with uh, outing the pastor. Yeah, so you know, it's it's really interesting about this. So let me take a break. Um, I'm gonna take a quick break so I can get some more stuff organized. Like I said, I'm I'm kind of shuffling and I'm in another space and it's awkward. <laughs> so while I get myself together, I'm gonna take a quick break and then I'm gonna come back from the break. We're getting to the first segment and talking about outing the pastor. Should the pastor be outed if they are in sexual immorality? Of any kind, not just a uh, homoerotic kind, but any kind. Should they be outed? And we'd love to hear your thoughts about that. So call in with your thoughts, 347-237-5230. Leave me a message uh, on the chat line in the chat room. However you choose to do it, whatever you choose to do, I'd love to hear. I'll be back right after this. categories card. It's not the sign up for rewards each quarter card. It's the no games, no messing around, no earning limit having. Do I look like I'm joking? Turbo boosting heavyweight champion of the world! 
cashback card. This is the Quicksilver cashback card from Capital One. Unlimited 1.5% cashback on every purchase everywhere, every damn day. Now tell me, what's in your wallet? Motherfucker! Hey, what are you doing today? I'm backing up the computer. Photos, work files, you name it. Lovely. See you in a few hours. Did you get everything backed up? Took care of it. For just $59.99 a year, Carbonite backs up your irreplaceable files automatically, so you don't have to. Try it for free at Carbonite.com. At Farmers, we make you smarter about insurance, because what you don't know can hurt you. What if you didn't know that posting your travel plans online may attract burglars? Off to Hawaii. What if you didn't know that as the price of gold rises, so should the coverage on your jewelry? Ah. What if you didn't know that kitty litter can help you out of a slippery situation? The more you know, the better you can plan for what's ahead. Talk to farmers and get smarter about your insurance. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Jackson State University is not just another university. It's a community. It's a family. And that's not all. Jackson State University is a national leader in biomedical research and development with world-class science, math, engineering, and technology departments. At Jackson State University, we're leading the way in technology and innovation. One Jackson State University, changing lives one student at a time. All right, welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I'm your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, and uh, we are excited. You know, this month is already seeming to go by fast. It's the 12th of the month. It's almost the middle of the month, three weeks left in, in August. And I tell you, this this uh, we're just a, about a week and a half away from our annual conference uh, here in Mississippi, the South Mississippi Annual Conference of the 8th Episcopal District of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. And uh, for those of you who are not AME, <laughs> you have no idea how crazy it gets around this time. Uh, so uh, I'm trying to keep my head straight, trying to keep sanity as we prepare to go into the end of this conference year. And hopefully, if the Lord wills, I'll be able to be reappointed back to uh, New Bethel AME Church. But I go wherever I'm sent. I don't mind being an itinerant. Uh, you know, getting moved around. Some people wonder how I do it. I don't know. I, I walk by faith and not by sight, and that's the way it is. Anyway, so I digress. But let's get into this one of this topic today. Hopefully, I can get into both of them. But uh, um, uh, a few weeks ago, video released um, of Pastor E. D. W. Smith preaching um, and talking about homosexuality in the church and how they're in the pulpit and how they're in the choir and how they're in the musicians and the music and all of that. And it's at a firestorm. The video went viral. He ended up defending himself. You know, we're not really offending him, defending himself because it was used. Both sides used it. <laughs> One side claimed that he was talking against homosexuality. The other side saying that he was promoting and he had to say, look, I, I'm just preaching. I, I'm not doing either. You know, I'm just bringing to light what's already been there, you know, what's going on. And, and if you really know Dewey Smith, E. Dewey Smith, Pastor Smith, um, you read his some of his writings, you, you'll see where he really stands on the issue and why he felt the need to address it at that meeting. It's very critical. I, I applaud him for doing it. And uh, last week, or yes, I think it was last week, uh, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes did a Huff Post Live interview. And in that interview, uh, the latter, I think the last four minutes of the interview, the question came up about homosexuality in the church, and he he offered some insight um, uh, from the per, from the public um, public arena regarding the, the uh, 
civil supreme court and this decision and his 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 perspective for the public arena how the church should be and his personal uh he he alluded to his personal evolution he said that he has evolved and is evolving regarding the subject and so of course he did come out on the attack for that uh so many um conservative christians basically saying what they already knew so it's just <laughs> those two stories have created the firestorm and that brings us up to uh, the topic that we have. We are always hearing about preachers and their sexual morality. I know what it's like to be a preacher that's been involved in an incident like that. Now, mine was not te- you know, technically wasn't like that. Uh, some preachers, you know, they, they get busted with their mistresses or anything like that. I wasn't, you know, I understand what it's like to be in that type of uh what uh, inappropriate relationship? Eh, you know, I know what it's like. I I, I know what it's like to be there. I'm not to the degree some men have experienced, or some women have experienced, some pastors, you know, uh, have experienced. But I know what it's like. Uh, but a young man uh, has has decided that he needs to uh, he he had to address uh, confront a young uh, a preacher who he had been involved with sexually. Uh, the person, young man, uh, Markeith Rivers, uh, if the name sounds familiar, it's because for some reason he he apparently has a a thing for preachers and outing them. I don't know. But this is not his first go-round on this thing. He's only 20 years old, I believe, maybe 21, if that. He's young. He's very young. But he's been involved with some prominent pastors around his area. <laughs> He's in the North Carolina area, but um, he he posted, and it's going viral, a video of him um, trying to convince the board of stewards at the Weeping Willow African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church, AME Zion, not AME, AME Zion, that their pastor Henrico um, Henrico, what's Henrico's last name? I forgot it just that quick. Um, Y'all know it. I, I can't think of it. Um, but um, anyway, I lost my train. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Hen- White, yeah, Henrico White. Okay, so he brought them a tape, a video of the those he and Pastor White involved in sexual relations, and he was trying to extort them to. Uh, get him removed from the pulpit, but you know it backfired on him because first of all, uh, and he had he had predisposed. He had already said that he was going to do it. I saw a Facebook post and he was saying that, you know, this is his family church and he felt that his family needed to know about their pastor and that that uh, he was just trying to do right by his family by exposing this pastor and their relationship. And uh, so, um, you know, this is his family church and whatever. But it it backfired because he didn't understand the process, you know. In, in all of Methodism, we don't get, you know, the the church, the local congregation doesn't call us and they can't remove us, you know. It's only by uh, administrative efforts on the bishop that we get a move uh, from a church. And there's a process, you know. There's a, there's a process. If a if a member has a grievance against the pastor, then you know there's a process to follow. The quarterly conference system, the annual conference, and the general conference. That's the process. Judicial, all of that. It's a process. You know, it's not like a Baptist church where you can just bring up evidence and call the deacon board. And in the articles that I read, you know, he, he was referring to the deacons. And, you know, deacons are uh, clergy in, in uh, Methodism. And so, <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, he had a lot of supporters. Yeah, man, do this. Expose this dude. Expose him, you know, and all such and such and so forth and so on. And uh, my question is, why? Why? What's the purpose? Now, I'm not supporting any type of immorality of all, at all. I'm not saying that. Um, but the thing about it is he's by, – by doing this, the young man is doing two things. One, he's bringing attention to himself. He's letting himself be – you know, be a pawn of someone thinking that he is doing something relevant and worthy of a cause, but only and actually defeating himself, you know, 
because the pastor ain't going to go nowhere. This uh, Reverend White is a very popular preacher, and all the churches that he has pastored have prospered. And some are arguing, see, that's what the church's problem is. You know, they just want to see the numbers and the money. But you're talking about people who are being inspired and lives are being changed by this man's preaching performance. And they're not so much concerned about his personal life as his preaching performance. And the church is going to grow and the denomination is going to prosper because of this one person's preaching performance. I'll give you the case of Jamal Bryant. And I know I'm going to be talking about Jamal later, but when the scandal about Jamal and his divorce came out, most of the church, I'd say about 85% of his church supported him. The same thing with Bishop Eddie Long, and that's been five years ago. When that scandal broke, about 85, and I, I, you know, I'd say about 85%, that would, you know, give or take, a, a great proportion of the members of that church supported the pastor, even with direct evidence of the pastor's immorality. They still stood behind their pastor. Okay? Now that could say that that could that could say a lot about the psychological status of the members, you know. I I I don't know. But what I do know is that black folk, uh particularly church black church folk stand behind their preacher. The preacher could be blatantly wrong, as in the case of, of several we can we could go name we can go name after name after name, local and national. For even with Bishop Paul Morton. Bishop Paul Morton when he announced that he had a forty year old child out of wedlock and that child had been secret and he didn't really do what he was supposed to do as the daddy and he told that to his church, Do you think those folk left? Nope. You saw what they did to him at his Retirement this past July, they honored that man like he was next to God. <laughs> so I'm saying all of this to say that outing, from my perspective, this is just my perspective, outing a pastor that's involved in sexual morality does not benefit the person that's trying to do the exp- you know exposing, and does not benefit. Um, well, actually, may benefit the pastor more than it does the the person trying to do ex, the exposing. Now, uh, we have a pastor. We had a pastor. Um, I, well, let me put it this way: I know of a pastor who was involved in a se, uh, sexual immorality that led to arrest. Now, that ain't gonna, you know, that ain't gonna fly. Particularly if it's involved a minor, you know, that ain't gonna fly. <laughs> so they ain't gonna get support. But if it's consenting adults, and Markeith and Pastor White are both adults, and apparently it was consensual, you know, um, and to no one, it, anyone's knowledge, um, Pastor White is, you know, seems to be pretty much open. You know, he, he he's not a, one of them gay bashing preachers like Eddie Long was, which made his scandal what it was because, you know, he – you know, preached against homosexuality. There's no record of or no um you know, no acknowledgement of Reverend White doing like so so uh Marquis uh his exposure is is not, you know, damning to him. Now, what does that what does that mean? Let me put this in perspective. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm all about transparency with my church. I try to be as transparent as about my, uh, you know, my 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 flesh. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I I don't let them know all my business, but I let them know, hey, I am single, and I am a man. I have these desires, and I ain't gonna be, you know, you ain't gonna be seeing, you know, people ran, running in and out of the the parsonage. <laughs> but you will see me date, and you can infer if I'm dating long term that there may be, anyway. I ain't going to put myself out like that. But the reality is, the, the reality is most of us cannot control our, you know, we when we're involved in an intimate relationship, you know, it's, it is what it is. And when those relationships come to an end, uh, if, it's, if, it's, if it ends on a bad term, then 
we must be ready to accept the con. You know, sometimes men and women get scorned, and men and women now, they both try to tear down partners. Once you know, if there's <laughs> if there's things out there, they 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 would do it. But I I try my best to be transparent. I desire. I desire to be accountable and to my members as I expect them to be accountable to me as pastor and to show them that there is no there is no um respect of person when it comes to sin and when it comes to God. So just because I wear the title of clergy does not mean that I am um no longer vulnerable to the attacks of the flesh. Now, how do you def- how do you beat them to the punch? Simple. You just be transparent. You let let them know. You ain't got to let them know all your business. But at the same time, you, you should. And some people argue, you know, you, you know, you're supposed to be putting on some perfection, working on perfection, being perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. And the idea, and you know, there as, as Wesleyans, we ascribe to the idea of uh, entire sanctification, entire sanctification until you are redeemed, that you are being perfected, and you know, you try to walk in holiness as best as you can with the aid of the Holy Spirit. But when you talk about, you know, in 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 days like this where flamboyancy, uh, pastoral flamboyancy, or preacher flamboyancy brings about all these other things, you have to be more on guard. I live by Psalms 119 and 9. Psalm 119 and 9 says this, How can a young man keep his way clean? By doing things according to God's word. That's pretty much it. And if we do things according to God's word, it doesn't say that we won't fall, doesn't want to say we won't sin, because the, the very man that people love to quote who had a, who was after God's own heart, David, sinned greatly against God and greatly against himself and greatly against Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, who he had killed. And yet we ascribe him high today, you know, anointed of God and all that stuff. But he was a very flawed. Matter of fact, every person in the scriptures that we ascribe to with the exception of the Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, was flawed, heavily flawed. Yet God looked beyond their faults and saw their needs and saw how he could still use them. Um I'm looking at black I'm looking at uh pimpreacher.com and there's an article. <laughs> it has me laughing and I just happened to see this uh <laughs> I just clicked on this site and saw this. Is there a such thing as gay clothes? <laughs> this, <laughs> Is there a such thing as gay clothes? The answer is emphatically yes. If they're in tennis in this past, uh, it talks about, uh, this is from a year ago, about the uh, uh, Kojic convocation and how, you know, of course, the clothes, the outfits, the men's outfits. Um, so <laughs> go. To, I'm, I'm going to read this later, but it's just funny. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm conservative. I'm, I'm conservative, really, you know. I, I dress... I don't dress for flair. I dress conservative. You know, my tie, I, my suits are basic colors: black, blue, gray, brown. <laughs> and I have a, I have a couple of, you know, uh, shades of varying degree. You know, varying shades of those colors. Now, my ties, on the other hand, my ties are, are, you know, that's how I, that's where my flair comes in, and, and that's still conservative. You know, I don't have, I don't wear the big butterfly bow ties i don't wear you know the big wide um winston's uh, oxford you know i don't i don't you know i don't i don't do that but you know i like color and i'm still learning how to uh get there with you know coordination <laughs> but it, it it is it is it is something that when you look at some of these clothes that men are wearing in church today and preachers But men in particular, uh, you just have to wonder sometimes by looking. I, you know, I ain't gonna lie to you. Sometimes I can look at at a person and an, at a man, and just by their by their dress, see effeminacy. You know, some some feminine tendencies. Uh, it, if that's offensive to you, I'm sorry. I'm not. 
you know, trying to say that they're gay or nothing, but that's just reality. Sometimes you could just go to church and you could look at the brother's outfit and like, hmm, that brother, brother got a little little sugar in his tank. Anyway, it, I mean that's just the reality of it. That's just the reality of it. Um, I'd like to know your thoughts. Love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, should he out at the pastor? Do you think it backfired on Markeith? Do you think it did? Um, you know, or do you think it's going to help uh, Pastor White's ministry, Henrico's White ministry? You know, his father was a renowned presiding elder in the African Methodist Zion Church, well respected elder, presiding elder, and of course he has been groomed. He is being groomed to de- probably be groomed to be likewise. But uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I'm going to go ahead and take this break. And I want to hear, uh, you can share your thoughts on that. And uh, take a quick break and come back and talk about um, as much time as we can about this word network word network issue. So 347-237-5230, that's the number to call if you want to get your thoughts on the air. Share your thoughts about that. And um, anything else you want to talk about, we'll try to get to as much as we can. But until then, we'll be right back after this. social networking as much as you? Identity thieves. They can find your personal information and do some serious damage, like your birthday or your mother's maiden name. You need a new friend, LifeLock. We scour billions of data points every day. And if we discover that any of your personal information is misused, LifeLock is there. Call us at 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com today. You've heard the saying, clothes make the man. Used to be that way with suits. Wear one and you'd start to think like one. Wall Street before Main Street. Profit before people. Well, that's changing. I mean, look around. You see a lot more guys wearing suits. They're not thinking like suits. What it comes down to is this. Today, you don't have to be one to wear one. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. All right, welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I'm your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. And as we go into this last segment of the show, excuse me, uh, um, I, I, I tell you this much. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy what I do, and I really appreciate those who listen to you and those who have been supporting us over the last five years that we've been doing the show. We do need your support. Any bit of support that you can give us to help keep this show going, we do appreciate. Simply go to LorenzoTNeal.com, and you can see where you can help uh Support the show. You can give PayPal donation, whatever you want to. You can also buy, uh, purchase a copy of my book, uh, A Breach in the Family. Do that. I don't. I don't talk about my book much. I don't talk about any of my writings. <laughs> I have another one that I've been working on. It's hopefully I can get uh, get done. It's called Preaching Fam- Preaching Fallacies. And I, I we've had a topic on this. Uh, we did talked about this before, but uh, hopefully the book will be ready by this. 
uh, later on this fall. But anyway, we thank you for the support and uh, appreciate that. Let's get into this topic now. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, TB, uh, not TBN, <laughs> the Word Network uh, uh, allowed um, Minister Louis Farrakhan, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, who is um, the leader of the Nation of Islam, wonderful, wonderful man, and I say that with the great esteem. I, I I hold him in high esteem. Not all what he says, but I hold what he does and what he has done to so many young black men that I know personally who have been changed. That the church couldn't change them like the nation did and made them into men, made them into men. And so commend the work of uh, Minister Farrakhan. But they, uh, Jamal Bryant hosts the show on the Word Network and um, – and he had Louis Farrakhan on his show, and the show was centered around justice. And as you all know, uh, Farrakhan has never been one to mince words. He's never been one to um, never been one to hold back what he thought of reality. You know, um, he's drawn a lot of ridicule and a lot of hate because of that. Um, but Farrakhan was featured on on uh, the show with uh, Jamal Bryant, and um, regarding this justice or else uh, march that they are promoting, which is the follow up twenty uh, year anniversary march to the Million Man March that I attended twenty years ago, I was blessed to have been able to attend that march and was changed. Tremendously when I attended that march, and I am grateful for the others who were there and helped me get there. But anyway, so he was on this this show with um um Jamal Bryant, and the show caught ridicule from uh, the network has been having fallout from the show, uh, particularly one person. Uh, Really has been outspoken. The Vicky Yo, uh, apparently she's a Christian uh, music artist, a singer, um, and uh, she tweeted uh, this man. This is the tweet that she sent. This man would like Christians to see the beauty of Islam. Wake up, church, and then the hashtag Last Days for sure, and. It put Jamal Bryant and the word network on the defense because of his inclusion. And she went so far as to say that the owners of the word network are not Christians. Okay. <laughs> and it just went, you know, it spiraled out from there as many other persons. Uh, religious artists, you know, join her bandwagon, and most of them are uh, white. And and because of that, most of them are withdrawing their support of the Word Network. Now, if you're not familiar with the Word Network, the Word Network has labeled itself as being the urban Christian network, and is valued at over. Um, I think its value is at about um, – it's up in the hundreds of millions. That's what it's worth. And uh, you go to the page. I think it's headquartered just outside of Detroit. And, you know, Detroit is the second mecca for for uh, uh, black Christians because of, you know, you have artists like Marvin Sapp. And you have Mar- uh, uh, who else? Fred Hammond. The Winans, uh, the uh, Clark sisters, and many, many other groups. Um, Bishop Neil Ellis and uh, is it Neil Ellis or Charles Ellis? One of the you know the preachers in Detroit. Anyway, it's it's a second second uh, second center for large spiritual center for Black Christians. First being Atlanta. Yeah. Anyway, so. So they 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 brand themselves as the urban Christian alternative to other Christian broadcasters like 
CBN Christian Broadcast Network with Pat Robertson and TBN Trinity with uh, um what's it what's the guy um Paul Crouch and Daystar with Marcus Lamb. Now those are the major those are the four major uh Christian broadcasters. Okay, John Hagee has his own network and uh some others, but these are the mega these these are the mega ones. These are where all the big shot preachers are putting their funds, you know, their monies investing in. But anyway, I got questions and other people had questions of why did he do this? Why would why would they allow Farrakhan to come on the show? Well, that's a simple answer. Farrakhan has always been the one synonymous voice of black America hadn't sold out. He's maintained his <laughs> he's maintained his uh prophetic urgency, his prophetic voice in the midst of and it's been hard. He said some crazy stuff, you know, some have been anti considered anti Semitic and you know, a lot of them are very, very, very mean toward white folk. But that's the whole point of prophetic preaching. It's not supposed to be nice. <laughs> He is a tangible, relevant person for this day and age, particularly in light of the injustice that blacks are complaining about regarding uh, the police and uh, systemic injustice uh, with the with the um, incarceration system. And 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 so so they sat down and talked, and I I I was trying to find clips, but I was unable to get clips of some of the show. I was I saw a lot of the show, a lot of I saw the show live, but uh, was unable to uh, get clips. There were some clips that I wanted to wanted wanted you to hear, but I wasn't able to get it. But in essence, the fallout from these these people, the the white folk, and I'm just saying it. Most of the ones who are giving much of the backlash are not black; they're white. But the the it's is going is you know it's shifting uh, viewers from the Word Network to other networks like Daystar and and, and TBN, and these 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 networks you know they're benefiting and again it all boils down to money you know Paracon I don't know if they paid him or not I'm quite sure they did they, they I'm sure they gave him a hefty honorarium to be on the show, but what he said. Was not, you know, he didn't say because they paid me to say this, I'm going to say this. No, he, he said what he had to say in a manner that was gripping and empowering. And, you know, it was straightforward. And I'm sure you can go uh, onto the Word Network webpage and probably catch the, you know, what they call it, on-demand episode. Uh, you can catch that on-demand. You can, you can, um, there are probably other outlets that you can, can view it on, but Definitely go to Word Network and you'll see it. And gather for yourself whether his appearance was worth all the backlash. Okay? Gather for yourself whether whether the Word Network messed up, whether Jamal Bryant messed up by having the Honorable Louis Farrakhan on there. And some of you probably wondering why am I calling him Honorable? That's his title. <laughs> That's his title, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Okay? That's his title. Just like you want to call folk apostle and prophet, well, that's his title. But anyway, uh, should there be backlash? I don't. I don't think there should be any backlash. Matter of fact, you know, uh, I think. See, this is what makes the nation of Islam different from the other Muslims. These are not, you know, they 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 follow the ways of Islam, but theirs is a different, <laughs> a whole different thing. A whole different tangent of Islam that's empowering to black people. You go, you go to a mosque and you go to the, you know, and uh, you go to these. And I've I've been to classes. Matter of fact, when I was in high school, I was F, I wanted to be in the FOI, Fruit of Islam. I, you know, I hung around with them. You know, I was a preacher and I understood, but I I loved their discipline. You know, we ain't got that in the church. There are a few that try to. Implement that type of discipline. You know, there are a few pastors, you know, who had their armor bearers or the young men, you know, dressed like the FOI and behave as such as both security for the church and the people, as well as as, as a form of discipline. 
And, you know, don't, you know, a lot of people get the FYI confused with the five percenters and, you know, all, we can go on and on, you know. Most Def, who is the rapper or who no go, now goes by the name um, Bay, uh, I can't think of it, what it uh But anyway, he's a five percenter. And most of the rappers, most of the rappers from back in the day that presented that conscious type rap were five percenters. They weren't uh, Nation of Islam. They were five percenters. It's a different branch. Uh, anyway, you can research that and find it out. But they they're about those those groups of black men and black women are about the power in the community. You know, they put their money, they put their resources, and they put their strength and discipline toward what they preach. Are they perfect? No. Is it flawed? Yes. But the reality is that they present a greater concerted effort to empower blacks than the church ever does. While the church, you know, while we're marching and parading, and matter of fact, uh, a couple of years ago, under the leadership of our now mayor Tony Yarber, we put together a uh, a uh, rally and a movement against uh, violence. And what we did, uh, there was clergy, there was lay, and we partnered with the nation, the local mosque of the Nation of Islam, um, and Abraham Muhammad. I think that's his name. Is the uh, student minister here? But. They led us. I mean, they walked as we convert. We we went throughout uh, neighborhoods on South Side of Jackson. They were, I mean, fully suited up. They protected us as we went through the neighborhood, knocking on doors like an evangelistic outreach. You know, you go knock on the doors. We went through, knocked on the doors to help people get. You know, help the the people uh, help assess the needs. Uh, for the sit for those me- neighborhoods, for those those members of the neighborhood, the community, you know, asking, uh, familiar with the violence, or, you know, stuff like that. We were really trying to tackle it head on, and the brothers from the Nation of Islam were with us, with the per- the clergy who were there, who participated, and they provided the safeguards, if you want to say, for us to carry out that mission, and it was very successful. It led to it led to some. Some uh, dwindling of crime in that area, not all, but some. You know, it's still it's still rampant in some parts of the city of Jackson. But there was a concerted effort. And while 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 a lot of people don't agree the theology of the nation of Islam, and I'm not trying to promote it by any means, but when you look at their social actions and social programs, and you look at that, you have to admire how they changed. And then impacted some of the communities in Chicago, New York, and many, many other places. And it's a wonder. And Minister Farrakhan promoted that. He engaged it. Now, um, of course, like I said before, uh, he, Minister, the Honorable Minister Farrakhan and Jamal Bryan are partnering up together for an event in October that they're calling a um uh justice or else march that's going to be in in October. I think it's October tenth or eleventh. Somewhere in there. And of course it's going to be in the nation's capital of Washington DC. Now this is all about justice. This is all about the Black Lives Matter thing. So uh we, we, you know, <laughs> it's just amazing. You know, he's not Merrick Farrakhan is just trying to help black people open their eyes to the systemic injustice and the systemic rhetoric and and um, stupidity that is being pushed to us and how we're falling for it hand and tooth and nail. But anyway. I'm running out of time. I've got to get out of here. There's so much more I wish I could have taken, you know, talked about, uh, wish I could get into. But, hey, there'll be another time for that. 
Maybe we'll come back and discuss this again. But until then, I got to get out of here. I appreciate you again for tuning in and uh, listening to all the archive shows. Show your support by subscribing to the show page, liking the page on Facebook, uh, Zero Network Today, coming and support supporting the, the show and by any means, you know, listen to any archive show on iTunes and every uh, media outlet. We appreciate it. And um, visit my page, LorenzoTNeal.com, and help us out to do what we do best. We appreciate it. Until then, we have got to get out of here. Thank you so much. God bless you. God keep you. Till next week, we're out. God bless you. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.